Hey guys, welcome to another episode of One on One with Phantom. It's your boy Tony Phantom here, and today we're gonna talk about the story of OJ. Now I know I'm a little late to the curve and everything, but I had some real good, interesting points. I figured I should bring up, and we're gonna go from there. First off, kudos to JC for dropping this masterpiece. Now, this mixed reviews on it. Some people don't really like it. Some people be bangs with it. Some people the concept go over their head. So. I'm just here as the latter, just, you know, to break a couple things down. Now, when most people think success and everything, they think of wealth. Yo, bro, you was in this big movie or you got this big record tour, you got all this money. Now, you got to understand, financials can go up and down at a heartbeat. You could be rich today, broke tomorrow. It's all about sustainability. And this is what Jay-Z kind of really talking about. And it went over a lot of people's heads, sustainability. Like, if I had something right now that is worth $1 million right now, that the longer I keep it, the more it's worth, I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to pass that on. That's the whole goal, to pass it on to my children. So their network will grow. They will inherit things that already has a network for them. And that's, and that's what I feel as though we should move in the direction of. Now, this is about to be very contradicting what I'm about to say. In society, in, in the economy, the only way to make money is to spend money. A lot of people don't understand that concept. And I'm going to break it down from you know my personal research like that I've done. You know, looking at stock trends, bonds, what's the difference, uh... Saving for retirement versus creating wealth or real estate. After the economic crash, certain, certain, like I just want to say, so certain social groups got moved by the propaganda of save, 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 grow, 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 but don't spend. You can't, you really can't ask a business person to survive, thrive. In a society where nobody wants to spend money. So first off, I'm not saying spending money is a bad thing. Everybody needs to spend money. One way or another, you're going to spend money. Pouring money back into the economy, boost your economy. Not saving your money by their life. But, doesn't mean be wasteful either. I'm going to get into that. That's where the contradiction comes in. Because some people are like, well, you tell me to spend money. But he's telling me to save money. You got to do both. For certain things to come to fruition, you have to spend money. Put money in place. Just do it wisely. Like, I'm not going to go knowing I got bills due and blow my whole check. No. It, that, don't, that don't make sense. I'm not going to spend all my earnings or winning life savings on a win. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to buy nothing at all. I'm not going to indulge every once in a while. And that's where this economy go. But as far as gaining wealth, you know, with everything, there's levels. There's a lot of levels to this shit. So, you got people who are just, you know, financially free. Now, for a person like me to be financially free, paying back all my debts, you know, shout out to college. But, pay back my debts to society. Clear up my credit. 
now financially free and comfortable. I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. I got this in my savings. That's financial free on a lower scale. Being wealthy to say, all right, cool. Well, I own this amount of properties. I own these assets and I can do these things now. That's in a more wealthier pool. So I, would, I just want to remind y'all that this is the biggest thing people don't understand. Being poor is temporary and poverty is a mindset. Because you, how they define poverty, being poor and all these things are relative to the area and the situation. You go overcome it. For your own, your own little piece of the American pie without having to be all so extravagant. Because at the end of the day, you got to live with what you buy. You got to live with your decisions you make. I'm not going to go out here tomorrow, buy, you know, a $500,000 house, kind of million dollars, and expect to survive. Nah, buy something like $150,000, cool. Took a lot of money left over. Could do some things with it now. But I had something to cushion myself. And I was feeling something comfortable and cozy. It's all to your taste. If you want to live a high life, go ahead. If you want a more simple life, go ahead. But that's where you can draw your line. Because by financial terms of poverty, a lot of us still be there. The middle class ends at $250,000. The cap. Between like, I think 80000 a household. A small household to like $250,000. That's not a lot of money. When you support family, especially young children, you think that's good money. But with all the expenses, and if you're paying for school versus public school, you know, transportation, you add a lot of other factors. Then you start seeing the money doing the way. So you got to be like more righteous. But let's tie this all back into the story of OJ. There's many ways to be financially free and gain financial freedom. And he gives us a big token. But with that, not only financial freedom, he talks about our own personal freedom. Think about this. If, think about it. You go out, you buy a pair of Ray-Bans, Ferragamo. But you live in you know, somewhere that's rent control. You could get a lot better money. You know, with the things and the stuff you're trying to engage with. You buying fashion things for a while. Or even you could have invested in such assets that then could have made you money. Like, think about it. You buy a pair of Jordans every month. Why, why do you need that many sneakers? Think about it. If you bought one pair of Jordans every other month and then that that month you will buy Jordans. You bought one of the stock options. Now you own a part. A part of Nike. That adds to your stock portfolio. That adds to your network. So now you're making a conscious decision. Like I'm not giving up my personal liberties of having what I want. But also, I'm buying into what I like. 
Like when investing, they tell you, oh, these are the hot companies, these are the Fortune 500s, these are the ones you should look out for, these are the ones you stay away from. But it's just like anything in the world. If you know nothing about carpentry, you're not going to start a carpentry company building houses, doing construction, if that's not your field. So the same with investing. You're not going to invest in something you don't know nothing about. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to know where the money goes, how money's supposed to be spent, how the cop company's going to operate, what is the release date for things. You're not. But this same money that you could put into the common things that you buy, that you actually follow the trends of, you, you can tell where the market lies. That what makes you good at you know investing in financials is following the trail. So if you know Nike about to drop, you know, a 25-year anniversary edition, $500 pair of sneakers, you know much ahead of time. If you buy these stocks, this, you know around the release, the stock's going to rise. And if you didn't know, now you do. I'm telling you. Anytime a company make a major announcement or a major launch, usually the net worth can double, triple, quadruple over the anticipation of a sale, not the actual sale itself. Because it could turn around and flop. The product can flop. But it's the hype and the buildup. And this is what Jay-Z was trying to bring to us in the story of OJ. He was trying to tell us, if we put our minds to actually invest in little things here and there, five years, six years later, before you realize it, as time passed, now it's worth a lot more. Now you have more wiggle room with your financials. But it's about sustainability. Now, everybody can't be the top dog. Just like there's like four classes to the to working. Either you could be a worker, a small business owner, corporate, or a subcontractor. A business owner contractor two separate things because only subcontracting, you can get your own contracts or you can subcontract somebody else. So you're still working for somebody but under your own terms at this point. They're the four major classes of working. But just, just anybody can't be put in any one of those pools. Certain people can't understand the pressure of running a whole corp- corporation. Some people won't last in the title of being a small business because either they dream big and want to expand to a corporation or, you know, they don't want the responsibility, so they want to be a worker. Then it's all fine. If everybody today went to go own a business, nobody's going to work at McDonald's. Money is money. At the end of the day, I don't not know one for their hustle. It's the decisions. So if you're going to follow what Jay-Z is talking about, if you're going to try to indulge into a wiser output of financial gain, you got to understand there's a lot of risk factors and a lot of things to read up on. One of the best portals they always say is Yahoo Finance. Yahoo Finance and Yahoo News do keep good, rec- good records of stock, you know, movement and stuff like that. So you want to look into that. You know, that's, that's, a, that's where you should start. Same same with Google Finance. They they do a good thing, too. As far as telling you the volatility of a stock, you know, and there's many other portals. Like, you're not really good at picking stocks on your own. Don't go with, like, an e-broker. Actually walk into a broker office and ask somebody questions. But I feel as though his approach is unorthodox, unorthodox as it was. A lot of the younger generation is not going to understand because that's not our mindset right now. We're not going to think about retirement until it's almost too late for retirement. Now, this economy work, working out to, to pain itself, we might not be there until 70 looking like, can we even retire at 70? Older people are now going back into the workforce. 
which is tying up a lot of career jobs for a lot of the young generation. So we're taking a lot of non-career positions, praying five years, eight years, we get that career position just to start a pension. It's a blessing to get a career job in your early 20s nowadays. People don't understand. It doesn't mean that we don't want to work. It just means it's harder for us. So now we got to take our own future in our hands. Before, it's like you get a pension, you work, your company automatically puts your pension away for you. Whatever it is, you figure out the numbers with, you know, your finance officer at your job. When you go to retire, you talk to Social Security, you get that check, and that's what you got to work with every month. A lot of companies are cutting down their workforce because we come in now, young-blooded, at 25, but we can't, you know, retire properly to 65, 70. That's like 40 years working, 40 years worth of a pension. That's a lot of money put away versus people who were just doing 20 years and then leaving the workforce. We got to work double that now just to retire to get Social Security. And now that's a long, that's a lot of long-term finances right there that you have to understand that they have to put away for you by law. So why wouldn't they raise the bar to not really hiring people to their 30s? That's a 10, that's 10 years chopped off the top. Or bring it back older employees. So instead of just paying their pension, oh no, just come back to work part-time. So now this guy, we can hire full-time. We don't have to hire him full-time. We can hire him part-time, hire you part-time, match all out. So we got, we can slow down on your part of the pension, and we don't have to start his right away. So since it's harder for us, we got to find a way around it. Now, there are pools, you know, apps and stuff that helps if you really don't know much. Like, Stash is a great app. I got, I got a portfolio with Stash. I threw some money in it during income tax time. Good 92 like $90 overall in the first two months. I'm already at like a 2% gain already. That was just $90. Imagine if I put 90, if I would have put 90000 into Stash, I would have walked away with, I would have already made $2,000 plus right now. And that was $90 I was going to probably going to blow on a pair of sneakers. People don't think, like, you don't need a lot of money. If you just stash, that's why starting out, if you don't know much about stocks and everything, you don't even want to go that route. Little things like stash will work well for you. I think it's, uh, it's, it's another one. I think it's like Penny Saver. It was kind of like stash. And all you do every month, you could even do automatic, you know, automatic deposit. Every time you check the job, you match it to your stash account. Cool. Hold on, quick. So, sorry for the little interruption. I'm a busy man. But, back to the whole moral of the story is, there's many ways to save, there's many ways to get income. And I'm not telling you, you gotta, this is going to make you some great millionaire. And then what is a million dollars nowadays? You can blow a million dollars in like five minutes or nothing. Like, so in reality, there's either, there's many little tricks like you got to wear like, yo, let's say today. Like, say you pick one day out the week. How much money you spent, you check everything out for that day, you save that much. So instead of going every day, you know, match dollar for dollar, you save a dollar for every dollar you spend, you can even take a little bit shorter. You could just say, all right, cool. 
So I know this is my day off. Let me see how much money I spent on my day off. All right, I'm going to save that much in my saving account. And there's, there's many different types of saving accounts, but a simple saving account will do you justice. There's many ways you can save. There's many ways you can do things. And I want to say partner interruptions. It's only because everything that's going on right now. You know, just got married, so my household's still kind of a little busy. So, as everything goes, the biggest thing you should always look out for is your own personal goals. Don't try to set your goals on some type of pattern against somebody else's wishes. Meaning, if you know the saving pattern's not going to work for you, don't do it. You're setting yourself up for failure. You got to save to your own regimen. It's hard. I have kids. I have a child on the way. And I'm part of the millennial group, so work is scarce. And once you lock down a job, they're so quick to let people go. Sometimes you overturn work. And it's not that you're a bad worker. It's the fact that there's so many people looking for jobs. They want the natu- they want you to run out the gate, the full experience package, versus actually, you know, walking people through this. So with that said, you gotta save to your own terms. You gotta expand on your own terms. And this is the wisdom that I feel as though musicians, especially older musicians, should really push upon the youth. Because without them who have walked and done this, we would never know. You learn from your elders. You learn from people with life experience that are older than you. I'm not saying a baby can't teach an old man something new. Obviously, with technology and things, every generation has their own points. But as far as what the end goal will look like, I don't care if you was born in the 20s. I don't care if you were born in the 90s. I don't care if you were born in 2010. Retirement was different in all those stages. And they can give us insight on where they went wrong or where they went right. That's another thing, too. People people don't ask the right people how. How did Jay-Z, from dropping a bunch of CDs, a bunch of tour dates, how did he sustain his wealth after the music? Because you mind you, for a while he stopped doing music. Yeah, there's many articles out there exactly what he did, but but all these other artists, they were running around tour days. They were running around doing this. They're trying to get all this stuff going. But it seemed like he don't work hard. And he's enjoying his life because he set himself up with his raw star power and raw, you know, ingenuity to better cushion himself. Even look at 50 Cent. 50 Cent has some things that were successful. Vitamin Ward. Some things that failed. Effing Vodka. I heard F and Vodka's rough. Yeah, that's not a shot 50, all right? I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to take a shot one, one day at a bar, see if I like it. And I, I do a podcast just on, you know, rappers and alcohol because I think that's going to be really fun. But I actually might do that drunk, but that's the joke, guys. That's the joke. But even look at Dr. Dre. He went from making music to just being in the background, collecting wealth. Like his whole setup is so intricate, but so worth it to over to overanalyze because 
he got sustainable wealth to the point where his own technology, the beast technology, are getting patent license to computer companies so it comes standard. He's still going to get paid for that. Now, I'm not saying be the next engineer, inventor, no philosopher. If you had the ability to do so, do it. But just look at these extreme examples of they of these people who sustain their wealth on on a higher level, but they sustain their wealth. Because you have people like MC Hammer, even people like Mike Tyson. Everything got destroyed. One one day, rich, next day, poor. Why? Because they didn't know how to handle their finances. They wasn't overlooking their finances. They thought, you know, the money going to just keep coming. I ain't going to worry about it. I can't get screwed over. If they didn't take in their own hands, you know, their own future. So, kudos to Jay-Z once again for dropping that song in a time where we need it the most. So, like I said... In the section below, I'm put on my social media, IG, Twitter, Facebook, you know, even the photography account and all my other workings, you know, follow me. You have a question or you have a comment, hit me up on Twitter, IG, Facebook, you know, at me so I know it's real. Hashtag with one-on-one with fam. Because if you just ask me a question, it might go to let's talk about it or, you know, our, our other upcoming show, RNSO. See you next time.